Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God for our meditation this morning is recorded in Colossians chapter 3 beginning at verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed, what is your mind set on this morning? What are you thinking about today? Many of us are looking forward to going home later this week to join our family and friends for Thanksgiving. Others are looking forward to the end of the semester just weeks away. Or your mind is set on final projects, final papers, final exams. While it is easy to set your mind on holiday gatherings, pressing assignments, and future events, our text reminds us to set your mind on things above, on what God requires of us, what Christ has done for us, and what God promises us. First of all, we see what God requires of us. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Examples of things on the earth are listed in the verse following our text. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. What temptations we face and dangers, especially as college students in today's world. By means of social media and the internet, entertainment, immorality, and false teaching in our culture and society. There are so many things of this world that are vying for our attention, material things, and especially messages of social media threatened to take all our time and attention, crowding out God and his word from our lives. In this way, these things on the earth become idols, false gods in our lives, so that we no longer fear, love, and trust in God above all things. When these things on the earth are the focus of all our time and attention, this is reflected in our words and attitudes and actions. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language. Paul says later in this chapter, put off all these out of your mouth. How do we put them off? We do this daily by confessing our sins before God, drowning them in the baptismal font along with our old Adam. This is what we are taught, taught in the catechism, that the old Adam in us should, by daily contrition and repentance, be drowned and die with all sins and evil lusts. 
Not only does our text teach us to recognize our sickness, but also shows us where to find the medicine, God's grace in Christ. Set your mind on things above, on what Christ has done for us. Seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. These words point us to our risen and ascended Lord. Why is Christ now sitting at the right hand of God? He ascended because he has completed his work of winning salvation for us. In order to provide a cure for the disease of sin, Jesus himself took our infirmities, our disease upon himself. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live for righteousness by whose wounds you have been healed. When it comes to salvation, we are completely dependent on what Christ has done for us. His completed work of redemption in which he purchased and won us from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil by his holy, precious blood. In order to bring this healing to us personally, Jesus sends his Holy Spirit to open our minds and work faith in our hearts through the word in baptism. Our text announces to us the shocking news. For you died. How can it be that we have already died? When did we die? We died at baptism. In baptism, our old nature was drowned and died. That means that the part of our lives in which we are enemies of God and objects of God's wrath is over and done with. Baptism joined us to Jesus' victorious death. So it was as if we too had died. Not only that, you were raised with Christ. When the Holy Spirit brings you to faith, he raises you from spiritual death to spiritual life, setting you free from the power of sin and bestowing peace, joy, and forgiveness on you. Now we are alive with Jesus. Now we live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. We have been raised to life to live our lives in doing what pleases God and serves our neighbor. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We live in Christ. We have a completely new relationship with God. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. We have been given this new life, but this new life is hidden in Christ with God. This is not something the world can see or identify. This hidden life with Christ also means we are protected, tucked away among God's elect. The devil cannot reach us. We are hidden from his view and beyond his reach. Our hidden life gives us our new identity. God identifies our life with that of our risen Lord Jesus. Right now, our life in Christ is like a pearl, hidden as long as it stays in the shell. In this life, we walk by faith 
and not by sight. To the world, that does not seem like much. Unbelievers may laugh and call believers foolish for not adopting the standards and lifestyle of this fallen world and for claiming an invisible connection with the divine Lord. Believers in this life experience many of the same troubles that unbelievers experience in the world. Our Lord Jesus is also hidden now. Hidden means he is still with us always, just as he has promised, but that we cannot see him. But he is present with us and for us in the preaching of his word and his sacraments. The apostles beheld his visible ascension into heaven, gazing after him until a cloud received him out of their sight. Since then, his visible presence has been removed from our eyes. The angel said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. When the ascended Lord returns again as judge of all the world with all his angels with him, what is now hidden from the world will be made gloriously visible. The amazing results of our justification and our living faith in Christ will be displayed for all to see. Our text promises, when Christ who is our life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Set your mind on things above what God promises us. Early Christians waited anxiously for Jesus to return. They expected him to come in their lifetime. What joy filled the hearts of those believers as they waited for the day Jesus would come back. Now that almost 2,000 years have elapsed since Jesus made his promise to return, our anticipation and excitement over his coming may have diminished. Therefore, it's time to rekindle the comfort and joy in our hearts his promise brings. What a spectacular day that will be. Jesus will appear in all his glory to take us to take his own to be with him in glory. Paul describes that event for us. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. This promise is ours through faith in Christ. So set your mind on things above, on what God requires of us, what Christ has done for us, and what God has promised us. Amen.